This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salaam, Shalom, Namaste, Satsyakal, Aloha, Hola, Ciao, and Bonjour. So good to be with you again today. And you know, we have a real treat. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to be really, really glad that you are tuning in right now because we have a very, very special guest. And that's Imam slash coach Amin Masadik. And I'm going to actually invite you, Brother Amin, to jump in and tell us more about who you are and what you do. And just for the people, those of our listeners who are not familiar with the term Imam, maybe you can also tell us what that term means. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. I'm glad to be here. Um, and to give them background to, first and foremost, the title. Um, Imam is, um, it generally means one who leads the salat, um, particularly in our common culture today. It's particularly one that is um, like the head of an, a particular masjid or musalik. Alhamdulillah, I actually am the Imam of Masjid Al Maun in Chicago, Illinois, the United States of America. Um, Alhamdulillah, and coach, it spells or says itself, I'm a life coach um, with a Tahitic approach, actually. And I specialize in transformation, um, coaching, solution focus, positive psychology. Um, and I take the Tahitic approach to of each of those typical tools to utilize within the coaching realm. Um, and depending on the client and how I, you know, which one of those I choose to use, be it transformational, solution focus, or positive psychology. Um, I there, also. I will pause you right now just for a moment. Can you can you explain to people who are not familiar with the word Tawheed what what the word Tawheed or um, Tawheed means or how what you mean when you say Tawheedic approach? Alhamdulillah. Yes, definition or more clarity definitely is needed. Alhamdulillah. Um, I sometimes speak from um, the perspective that the rest understand. But yes, the Tawhidic approach is based on Tawhid, which means um, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oneness of the Creator. Um, but it's bigger than just the oneness of the Creator. It's the oneness of the Creator in, in, a, in a complete understanding of who God is along with who we are um, as creation. And it gives us a blueprint of how to approach our life from an Islamic perspective, our whole life is an act of worship. It isn't, um, it's no separation between the idea of worship and living, right? So Tawheed gives you the approach to how to worship by their living, right? How to live 
um, one's life in connection to the oneness of God, and that, and therefore, the connection of how to live with the Creator instead of attached to creation. And and so, what is the essence of worship? How do you understand the idea of worship? Um, the word worship um, doesn't actually the English word worship doesn't actually incorporate what I'm actually meaning by using the Arabic terminology of Ibadah. Um, the act of Ibadah is a, uh, an act of um, service, right? It's an act that is deliberately done with God in mind. Um, typically from a ritual perspective, which is honestly the the cleansing perspective of the Bible, um, like Salat, fasting, Sa'um, right? uh, these things are forms of Ibadah that we do and they actually help cleanse who we are as individuals, as well as um, give us a better insight into um, the revelation that has been sent to mankind and which Allah has um, described as um, that which has been sent down that explains all things, right? Literally, the shayin, the word in Arabic, shayin, is there, and it really means like literally everything. And that is really big um, for um, the last revelation to mankind to entail or make such a statement. And um, it gives us the ability to understand that Ivana gives us the ability to understand the answer in our lives. Oh, thank you for sharing that perspective. I, I just really loved what you said about how worship or abada actually is about everything that you do in life, living your whole life. And it's like that attitude where you're everything that you do you have God in mind and that consciousness of God and wanting to do something for God in mind and that is what turns anything and everything that you do into ibadah or worship that's really really awesome so um yeah please uh, keep going share more of your wisdom tell us more about about this tohidic approach that you have um, what does that entail? How does that, how do you use that um, in your work? Um, Alhamdulillah, I tell you first how I, you know, actually came to the understanding of this approach being the approach. Um, being born and raised in the inner city of Chicago um, and the urban community, the African American. Um, there is a society here that's literally upside down when it comes to um, um, the ideal um, society um, described in the Quran. And born and raised in that, in that degree of poverty, which the Rasul said was keen to cool for disbelief, that poverty was keen to disbelief. Born into such a society, finding oneself um, um, really in the state of hopelessness. 
um, going through the ups and downs that life um, has to toss you when you are in such a hopeless state. Um, finding myself um, really looking for answers um, to my own self, you know, for my own self. And by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, he blessed me with Islam. And with, and with that came this, uh, what I learned when I embraced Islam is that the last revelation given unto us wasn't just a revelation that gave me the description of what belief looked like or what disbelief looked like. It actually gave me the description of what we look like as human beings. The Quran actually describes the human being in its totality. It describes the human being in its family affairs. It, is, it describes the human being in his financial affairs or his business affairs. It describes the human being in his wrestling with himself about his beliefs with Allah. And he corrects it. It describes the human being in its dealing with social issues and circumstances that are not particular to just a, a, a certain time in history. It really isn't. It really is describing the character of the human being and the conditions that transcends time. The, the circumstances that it describes and our attitude and our mentality are, are, are in the struggle. It literally describes us to, us, to ourselves. And with doing so, it, it gives us the ability to understand who we are from the very source that we came from, the creator. We can't understand ourselves through any other self-help or any other kind of like approach because the blueprint of who we are is already in our hands. Allah says that in that which he has sent down, he has explained everything. And when you think about it, he explains everything about who we are. And if that ain't enough, then ain't nothing else enough. But it, it, it actually, when you when you understand who you are according to the Wahi, the revelation of the creator, you understand who the creator is because inside of that understanding is an understanding of him. It liberates one's life and it has for myself allowed me to really understand every struggle that I've ever had, every up and down that I've ever been through, the losses that I've experienced. And I've, and I've experienced, you know, some very uh, uh, deep losses, you know, uh, my mother, my father um, that raised me, um, they passed away while being in the prison cell. And they were like, for myself, the embodiment of love. And yet, the Tawhidic approach was the liberation from not having a broken heart. Mm. How was it a liberation from not having a broken heart? Because as Allah says in the Quran in reference to Musa alayhi salam, when he told his mother to cast him into the, the river and that the enemy would pick him up, but he would, he would sh sh give him love. He would put love on Musa. From amongst the enemy, 
So he would be the source of the love that Musa would experience. For he should be watched under our eye, as the law so says. And um, I, and that wasn't the word for word of the Quranic um, phrase, um, but it's the, the lesson that was in there, alhamdulillah. Uh, and inside of that story, we realized that Allah is the source of love. And I understood, therefore, the love that I experienced from my mom and my dad um, was just an expression of God in my life. Like he shared that with me and it was a blessing. Alhamdulillah. And what was interesting in my particular story of, of reaching a, a Tawhidic approach is that I understood the gratitude and acknowledgement of Allah's blessings are the secret to receiving more. And literally taking this approach, he literally restored into my life a grandmother and a grandfather that were that like are literally the identical to the, the, the love that I've experienced as the kid from my own parents. Um, I actually told them that. And I told them that I believe in my gratitude. I was gift, I was blessed with you. You know, like had I had I looked at them as the sole embodiment of God or love or or of you know comfort, you know, the things that happens when we are attached to people um in the wrong way. I think one of the biggest dilemmas in our day and time is not the worshiping of an idol, which that may happen in in, in some cases, but it's people. <laughs> it's not understanding how to love people. Um and the Tawhidic approach shows you how to take to stay attached to the giver and not the gift. Because the gift would always be exposed to you. You would always have those in whom Allah bless you to be to, to love and to love you, um, to be in your corner, to be your supporter. But it's bigger than them, and we, we can't forget that because when we forget it. We, be, we become blind. And if we become blind, that's not remembering our Lord. And Allah told us in the Quran that for those who don't, who fail to remember Allah, he had caused them to forget their, their own selves. And we are living in a society that is literally trying to um, find themselves. And I was amongst them, um, really trying to find myself. And by the grace of Allah, um, understanding Tawheed, understanding the oneness of my creator and that he's uncomparable there's nothing like unto him and I understand that in the in the sense that there's nothing like unto him and yet he can express that which he want to bless me with by any means he wish Alhamdulillah oh, thank you for sharing that there's um, so much, like, so many amazing uh, things that you just shared, and so many questions that are coming into my mind. Um, and I think the one that I want to follow on the most right now and ask you more about is. 
you talked about how you know you have experienced a lot of hardship and struggle in your life but by having this awareness of of the tohidic approach and so forth um that it helps helps you to find yourself to find the way out and it actually makes me think of this uh, teaching in the quran this idea of of how um, god says that with every difficulty comes ease with every difficulty comes ease and um, i'd love to hear more of your reflections on that um alhamdulillah that is definitely um the verse of 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 um, acknowledgement right because in that verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely says with the hardship is ease and we have to there is never something all bad you know like it, that doesn't it that doesn't exist all bad doesn't exist alhamdulillah um and we have to find the approach of of looking for the good that the silver lining as some people call it understanding the silver lining as some call it or the good in our situation is the is a pointer to what is typically needed to be changed um typically needed to be addressed typically needed to be I'm given some attention focus um every situation that we find ourselves in isn't always what we desire and that's the frustration but we can't get we can't get consumed with the frustration because that is shaitan influence the waswasil kanas right the one who whispers and withdraws it's is um is the 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 discouragement is surely something to take away the iman the belief the the conviction the yakin that Allah truly will provide a way that we just can't see and it's all right we have to get to the point where we can accept what we can't see or what we can't understand when it comes to the decree because it's the qadr of Allah that causes us the the having issues with the qadr of Allah that causes us to be able um, to be to be unable to see the good the ease within the situation so the verse is really a, a highlight of the day because it is inside of this ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's really sharing with you that our focus may be in the wrong place mm. you know he, Allah says fat quruni at qurkum remember me and i remember you so when we begin to console the quran console the kitabullah and to console Allah in our salat to turn to him right he remembers us and what's better than to be remembered by Allah <laughs> um the creator um it just doesn't we we look for correlation in this world like we look for if i press this button the door opens 
if that's what it said, then I'm looking for the door to open. It just got open. I got to push the button and door open. I, I, I don't look for if I punch the button a week later, the door opens, right? Um, it don't work that way in our world. But we think that way. And we think along this line. But this is an error in our thinking when we are trying to understand our lives according to the wahi of Allah, the revelation of Allah. Because Allah doesn't function the way man functions. And in fact, he is beyond the functionality of what man do. I mean, he is the creator of man. Like, he can't move. We, we can't move like him, right? Like, that's just what the why he explained to us in very clear detail. There's nothing like unto him. It's very, that, it's just that clear. With that being understood, he told us in the Quran that he'll provide for us from that which we perceive not. So it never comes like the way we think. We don't press the button and it opens today. We can press the button, it opens today, tomorrow, next week. We don't know. It's But we do know, what we do know is that the best of planners is the creator of plans in the beginning. He's the creator of all plans in the beginning. How can he not be the best of planners? And yeah. therefore, we have to turn to that. When we have conviction in that, our hearts find solace. As Allah says in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find peace. When we remember the truth of Allah, then and only then do our hearts truly find peace. And then we receive the reward, the reward of belief. We will see the rewards that Allah has laid out. There are many of them, right? There are many promises of Allah in the Quran and reference to our um, reward. And those rewards are in this life and in the Akira and in the next. Um, we have to, uh, when we actually have that conviction, that Yaqeen, that Allah so um, explained in detail to us in the Quran what true submission looks like. But when we have it, we just find a piece that nobody seems to understand. Definitely the world today, we need it. We need it. So one thing you were just mentioning was that you need to have this belief in Allah and God and the divine. But what about those people who do not as yet have that? or who do not uh, believe in the concept of God or divine as you and I may. Um, how do you speak to them? Uh, what can you share with them about how to achieve more peace? Uh, like if they're in, in a position of difficulty, and they want to experience ease. Um, what is something that you can share, um, you know, that anyone can apply, even if they don't understand or, or believe in the concept of God as you do? Um, Alhamdulillah, that is actually a fabulous question. Um, and to be honest, what I do for those from whom I talk with that have um, um, that dilemma in the divine, I um, literally ask them, you know, a, a series of questions 
um, in reference to what is it that they understand about who God is and who God isn't. And typically what I find is that their definitions are religious, not, not wahid, right? Not revelation, right? They're, Can you give an um, example of what you what mean? I mean? Religious yeah. and not wahid? Religious, um, they define their understanding based on a general concept that just is traditional. Like, um, if you ask a Christian, for an example, um, what do you think God is? Um, they typically give you um, religious descriptions. Oh, he, um, he's the father, right? He's the father. You ask Muslim, he's the Rob, or he's, um, there's no God but him, right? He's the Ahad. Um, um, you ask other people from other um, persuasions, and then if you ask those that have no belief at all, what you get is that they're really, it always is a religious, it's like they're defining it according to the person that they're talking to, right? If they're talking to me as the Muslim, they give me a description of what Muslims think of God and why it's flawed. Like the answer is defensive, not um, not informative really, right? Mm. It's not an informative answer. What I have found with some of those whom I've had as clients is that they have discovered that it's a grievance that they have that's in the way it's the elephant in the room in reference to them connecting to God, right? Them having, because Allah says that the conviction of the fact that he is who he is, is in us already, right? Mm-hmm. It's a part of our fitra, the nature. And so I always approach the conversation or the situation from the fact that it's a it's an undiscovered reality that through the right series of questions, the person get to, right? They, they realize it. Um, if they don't get to the concept that there is a creator and that we are the creation, if they don't get to that concept yet, um, my, my greatest weapon is prayer. Right? My greatest weapon in defense of that is prayer um, on the behalf but also um, asking them to begin to focus on um, that which is bigger than them. Think about it, give it thought, um, examine the, uh, the circumstances and events in their lives and really um, sincerely ask, was it really absent of a creator bigger than ourselves? Because when people truly do examine their lives, I really do, from the experience in this particular field, I really do discover that they really do find that God was there when they're on. Yeah, you raised some really interesting, really interesting points. And one of the thoughts that I was having is, you know, what you said about the person who says they don't believe, 
um, they are referring to a specific concept or a specific understanding of what God is or who God is and so forth. And uh, I think that's really important to understand that what they're rejecting or saying, I don't believe it is a specific con- concept. And the fact of the matter is that oftentimes the reason that they're rejecting that specific concept is they have some really good reason for it. You know, that makes a lot of sense for them in their, in their situation. Um, like for example, yes, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, forgive me. I wanted to give more detail yeah. to that, that dilemma, that the elephant in the room in, 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 in one's process of the idea of God what they what typically happens is that when they have a particular understanding it's it's centered around a a, a, a practice right a okay. practice God couldn't God couldn't be this right God couldn't tell you to do this this and that I don't need um, a God like that um, it's really a spiritual kind of um, 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 for those who choose to want to believe in God, they have reverted to just a spiritual self-made God. Mm-hmm. And for those who have refused to accept them, it's always a custom. If you if you listen, it's a custom or idea of a particular religion, and it's typically the one in whom they're talking to that they're using their response. It's like an automatic system in their mind that that, that conjure up. Um, the 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 issues, if you would say, right? That yeah. says that God couldn't have been the rev, the revealer of what you believe because you believe this, this, and that, right? Um, you do this, this, and that, and this don't make sense. <laughs> um, and and what happens is that an individual is jumping to get an understanding of a fact that can't be understood before you understand the one before it. You can't understand the rules of, you can't understand the rules, the Sharia, which is understood as the law of Islam, but you know, it comes from um, a root meaning of a, a source of water, right? like a, a well, right? And I thought this was really interesting because the law says that uh, he created all living things from water. Scientist says that where there's water, there's life. And Allah used a word that incorporates the source of water. Therefore, the Sharia is really the code of life to me, right? Like it's the code to have a happy life. Literally, like without it, you can't, life would never be happy, right? Is this really the, you know, the creator gave it to you. It's just the reality. And when one has you can't get to the part of it being the source of life without understanding the creator of life. So you won't understand the nuts and bolts of a traditional belief system if you don't even have an understanding of the creator, right? Uh-huh. It, it, it's, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for those who have totally disbelieved, um, this is like a supreme rejection. This ain't like one of... Uh, to, to disbelieve in, 
in an Islamic context, it's like a total denial and an acknowledgement of what you're denying. Um, most people are most people are in a confused state. <laughs> most people are not there, right? Most people are not at the stage where they're consciously rejected. They're really in a confused state because of the lack of really understanding ourselves. Allah says that the punishment in not remembering him is not remembering oneself. We're living, and he also said that if we follow a guidance other than his guidance, it'll lead us away from his guidance. And we are living in a, 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 a time that if we look backwards, following the guidance other than the law's guidance, it's century old. Like it's, you know, like it's been a consistent fact of following something other than the guidance of Allah. And in the process, we have grown intellectually out of this world. Like we have came up with some of the greatest um, discoveries in our time. Intellectually, from a, a, a dunya perspective, we're probably at the top notch from any generation before us. However, when it comes to understanding ourselves, as well as understanding the creator, we are far, we are worse than the first generation. We, you know what I mean? Like we're so far from that and we're going backwards. And the evidence is in our society, the evidence is in our community that the approach that we are taking is not the approach of truly understanding who we are. We have some of the greatest psychologists better than the founders. Literally, you know, like from a secular perspective, they got psychology, psychologists today that are greater than the ones who started some of these particular fields. However, they're not solving the problem. They ain't helping humanity understand humanity better. And in fact, humanity seems to be more confused than who they are. We, I mean, like literally we have, we don't understand even the, the basic of, 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 of identifying of who we are as creation, right? A man wrestled with being a man today. A woman wrestled with being a woman today. This is the world we're living in. And, and honestly, it's, it, it's the, the depiction within the hadiths that the Rasul spoke about in reference to the end, right? Um, signs of the end time, right? Like we see them outside of the Islamic community really loud. And this isn't like a shot at outside of the Islamic community because the same reality is creeping inside of our community. It's a reality that we have to, as individual, guard ourselves against because um, if we don't realize where um, the new idols of our time lie, then we find ourselves subject to be um, in a state of shirt, uh, which is a state of confusion, a state of pulling out our hair, a state of having the best job and the nice kid, and yet you find yourself mad and drinking yourself to death. Um, being a movie star and having all of the fame and yet you blow your brains out. We don't understand. We, we, we're not getting why that happens because we're not realizing that the blueprint of who we are and where we're getting it from 
isn't from Allah. And the worst is, um, the worstest form of truth is falsehood mixed with it. And I say that to say that some truth lies in some of the things that we attach ourselves to. And that's what makes them that much more dangerous because that truth that lies blinds you from that which is not completely in alignment with the description of like literally I, I when I look at the Quran many people of my community run from reading it like you can't it's hard to get a group setting where you sit down and read the Quran why because it really is to many scary challenging but what it really is is just a mirror it's a mirror of who we are as human beings and we it, it ain't just a mirror of what the the Kufa look like or what the Mukmin look like or what the Munafi look like. It's a blueprint of what we as human beings look like. And when we really look at the mirror, we really realize what we are and who we are, our weaknesses and our strengths, the ways in which to strengthen or or become better. Because a lot, like, like, like patience, sabr, um, it isn't a God-given gift. It's something we got to, it's a, it's a blessing, right? It's the blessing bestowed on us. And when we ask for supper, Allah bless us with it. And when we have it, it enriches our life like never before. But we can't, like we naturally can love. Like that's something we can just do without, without any rational. We can't naturally be patient. We have to require that, or, or, I mean, acquire it through our supplication to Allah, through our dua to Allah. He made the most essential needs to be complete, connected directly to him. We got to ask him for him. We can't get him from nowhere else. And until we realize that, until we realize that the Quran is our mirror to our lives, it teaches us every aspect of who we are as a human being, from a father to a businessman, to a social entity or you know a social individual in a community um how to be a husband how to be a wife how to uh, how to be a servant of a law how to be a servant of a law but here's the interesting fact that i have discovered in my journey that if i learn how to be the abdul through action right through um external action from the quran but i miss how to be everything else, then I've really missed how to be the servant. And that's big. That's really big for us as Muslims. If I get and understand to its perfection, how to be the app, the app of Allah, right? From its physical, just its physical outward expression, right? But I miss how to be the app in every other aspect that's in the Quran, I've missed how to be the app in the first place. But yet it would appear that I know. And yet it would appear that I am. And that is just a dilemma within the Muslim. Imagine we really should get thought about such a dilemma within those who have not even come to some of the basic understanding that we have. And it isn't us as individuals. When I say Muslim, it doesn't make the Muslim nothing. The Muslim is, you know, the Muslim is just that, a Muslim, you know. But it's Allah, it's the creator that that the real focus is, is 
should be towards. Not, not oh, the Muslim think this, or the Muslim think, or the Muslim believe. No, no, no. It's Allah, the creator. And when we think about the creator, and it's him, not the person that you're looking at, or the, 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 the brother with the hijab, or the sister, I mean, I said the brother with the hijab, stockerillah. Um, the sister with the hijab or the brother with the kufi, it isn't that. It's the one who made them, you know, the one who inspired them, the one who transformed and changed them. Um, it is the focus there and not them. And when that happens, um, not everything else like disappears, the hijab, the kufi. I don't, I won't care about those things as much as I care about what I, who I am and who my creator, who my rock, who my rock, my, my, my educator, my provider, my cherisher, my sustainer, my, my, my source of love. You know, Allah uses the word rock in reference to the affection of the parents to the kids or to the child. And I thought like, wow, it really, you know, he really is using that attribute. And when he used it, I thought, how some of the scholarship has pointed out that the love that a parent shows to a child, particularly a mother, um, is a part of the rahman of Allah, the mercy of Allah. Um, and we have to get back to that. We can't be, the mother can't be a example of the rahman of Allah if she don't even know Allah. Um, it, 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 it doesn't become conscious. It becomes unconscious. And an unconscious act is, is almost where Allah says in the Quran, it wasn't their hand, it was his hand, right? Um, that, that through like, it's literally when, in that case, in the ayat, they weren't unconscious. But in the case of those out here in the world who do ex exercise these um these um, attributes of Allah, mercy, love, and kindness to the world or to the people around them, unconsciously, it, it's a benefit to the one who receives it with, with, a, with a possibility of it not being a benefit to the one who is unconscious aware, you know, the, 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 the push behind it all. What, what inspired you to be merciful? What inspired you to be kind? What inspired you to be loving? Um, it is in that that I believe that um, the Rasulullah um, was able to say to the companions, to the man who was urinating in the, the masjid, come, come, Alex, hold on, just let, let, let him be, let, let him, holler at him after the fact. You know, let him do what he do, holler at him after the fact. Um, it's that compassion when the, um, the lady who came up and, 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 and was shaking at the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi shirt, demanding um, that he give her uh, some money. <laughs> um, and, 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 and everyone looking like, what's wrong with her? And the Rasul understood clearly, right? It's that kind of mercy. It's that understanding of our creator um, that creates a different kind of response to the world around us. And that's what I aim at doing um, with those in whom our clients um, is showing them that everything is a means and not the end. Only Allah is the end. 
mm. and everything else is a means to understanding and appreciating the end, which is Allah. My wife is not the end. My wife is a means of my appreciation to Allah, to my service to Allah, my service to humanity, and whatever that is I may leave behind. Um, um, she is a part of the means to achieve those things, not the end. My job is a part of the means to understanding and to appreciate the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of the other things that I do in my life, they are means and not the end. And when we at humanity understand the means and the distinction from it, from the end, which is Allah, then we understand Tawheed. And when we understand Tawheed, our heart is liberated. Now that's our life. You know, you can liberate your life in many ways. You can go from poverty to, to rich overnight, right? And that's liberation to some people. Like that's really what they're described. You can, you know, you can go from an education to not knowing nothing educationally, to knowing a lot. And that's liberation. Knowledge, as some say, is liberation. Tawheed is the only liberation. Tawheed is the liberation. Because none of those things that one points to, we know people have achieved all of the things I made mention of, and yet their heart is still not at peace. Because peace, according to Islam, salam, As-salam. Allah is As-salam. He is the source of peace. That's one of the beauties of the greeting of Islam. The Rasul said that we should s- spread the salam. Spread the salam. What did he mean? He said spread spread the peace of Allah amongst creation. Spread the As-salam amongst creation. Not peace because peace The word peace, you know, it's just, you get the superficial idea behind it, right? Like it, it doesn't really, it doesn't incorporate salam. It really doesn't, definitely doesn't imply what we imply with assalamu alaikum. It, it, it is far from capturing that meaning. Um, it's just the, the best thing we can come up with in, in translation. But alhamdulillah, we are really asking that Allah attribute of Allah be with you. Mm. And that's big. And, and it should, surely is big when the Rasul said to spread the salams amongst us. Mm. Are, we, are we spreading salam or are we spreading as-salam? And there may be a difference. Alhamdulillah. Indeed. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brother Amin. And again, you... I've shared so much that I would love to follow up on. And unfortunately, I have to be the timekeeper right now and wrap up for the day. But um, yeah, I really, really appreciate your your passion, like, I, you know, your uh, and, and how grounded you are in your awareness of our creator and our source and um and and you know just sharing what you have learned uh, with such passion but also such um uh, 
just thank you so much for sharing sharing everything that you did i i really do appreciate it and um do you have any last words um uh, as we wrap up for right now um yes i uh, first and foremost i definitely appreciate you having me i don't mind um doing any follow up to some of the um listeners or viewers um are interested in so um i definitely and if any questions that you may get um i feel feel free to share them with me i try my best to answer them yeah that's the my ability um and i would end with um truly for everyone that may hear truly understand that the totality of who we are as human beings is in the wahi of the law look at it it is our mirror and through it so we be liberated with tawhid the oneness of the law thank you i can say no better words <laughs> to end so um yeah i'll we'll just say may peace be upon you peace right alhamdulillah <laughs> um we could end with a a, a short dua from the and Subhana rabbika rabbil izati wa ayyasikun wa salamu alla al-mursalin wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Um, can you give a quick translation of that? Um, um, alhamdulillah, um, glory be to you. Um, and glory be to you, O Lord, and far are you, O Lord, from that which they describe. The Lord, the Lord. And, um, and and peace be upon the messengers of the law those who brought the, the message of tawhid and all praise is due to you um, the world i mean i mean i mean i mean